Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look, up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. Things haven't been going so well with our friends. Searching for nine American engineers lost in the uncharted Andes Mountains, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Editor Perry White, Jimmy Olsen, and their airplane pilot have fallen into the hands of a vanished race of Inca Indians. At the moment, the situation is tense. Lois, Jimmy, and Bronson have been sentenced to death unless they reveal the whereabouts of Kent and Editor White. But they cannot tell because the two men escaped from the dungeon under the Inca Palace while Lois, Jimmy, and the pilot were sleeping. In the meantime, Kent and White, accompanied by John Craig, one of the missing engineers, have returned to the dungeon to find it empty. Listen. Strike a match, Kent. They must be here. I tell you, they're not. The dungeon's empty. I have a match. I've been saving them, guarding them as though they were pure gold. Here, I'll strike one. You're right, Kent. They're gone, but where? Did they have discovered that loose stone on the wall? Not a chance. Now, look at this. What is it, Mr. Craig? The dungeon door. It's wide open. Now, wait. I'll light another match. So it is. Now, what does that mean? Simply that Lois, Jimmy, and Bronson were taken out of here. It means something else, too. What? That our Inca friends know we escaped and are probably combing the city for us at this very moment. Oh, I'm sorry it had to happen this way. I was hoping to gain their confidence and in that way get them to allow the government to build a highway across Tupangato Mountain. You'll never do that, Mr. Kent. Not if you stand on your head. I talked myself deaf, dumb, and blind. Cuba was willing to listen, but Nehru, leader of the Inca's nation, would have none of it. I wish you'd stop worrying about that highway, Kent, and give a little more thought to our safety. We're in a fine pickle now. Now, where do we look for Lois, Jimmy, and Bronson? If we stick our noses into that courtyard, we'll have a hundred bloodthirsty savages slicing away at us with their golden hatchets. The Incas are not savages, Mr. White. I've told you that a dozen times. Well, they're not Sunday school teachers either. Well, this isn't getting us anywhere. I'm going out to find Lois and Jimmy. I'd suggest you two stay here for the time being. Are you crazy? It's suicide, Mr. Kent. You're quite right about the Incas not being savages, but I don't think they'd hesitate to kill to protect their civilization. Don't worry, I'll be careful. You stay right here, Kent. I'm not going to be responsible for... What's the matter? Someone's coming. Stand back against the wall. I don't hear anyone. I do. Why don't you get away from that door? They can't see me. It's pitch dark. Hear those footsteps? Yes, I hear them. Three Inca warriors coming down the corridor. How can you see them when they spit back? One of them's carrying a torch. Keep quiet. Don't move a muscle. I've got an idea. Kent, don't you do anything reckless? Shh, quiet. Here they come. I'm going out to meet them. Kent, don't. 
Jeff, where are you? What happened? Right here. Everything's under control. What in heaven's name are you doing? Dragging these Indians into the dungeon. There, that does it. Now we'll close the door. Will someone please strike a match so I'll know what sort of madness is going on here? Just a moment, Mr. White. There. Good grief, Kent. Did you knock the three of them out cold? Oh, well, not exactly, no. Well, who did? They stretched on the floor like dead fish. Well, it was pretty lucky, I guess. I, I hit one of them, and he tripped and knocked the other two down. I guess they struck their heads on the stone wall of the corridor. Kent, one of these days you're going to get what's coming to you trying to play Superman. <laughs> Very funny, Mr. White, my trying to play Superman. Very funny. Well, it won't be. Mark my words. They'll regain consciousness soon. What are you then doing with it, Mr. Kent? We're going to try something that failed before, Mr. Craig, but may work now. What's this? I know you won't approve, Mr. White, but we're going to strip these warriors and wear their native costumes. Disguises again? Yes. That didn't get us into enough trouble once before. I don't think it will this time. In the first place, it's dark and we won't be recognized so easily. In the second place, it's the only way we can walk out without having them pounce on us. All right, now you take the short one, Mr. White. Mr. Craig and I can take the other two. Come on, now let's work fast. All right. All right, but I don't like this. If we get caught this time, we're in for it good and proper. Stripping the colorful native costumes from the unconscious Inca warriors, Kent, White, and Craig prepare to venture out disguised as members of the tribe. In the meantime, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen are living through some harrowing minutes in a small anteroom off the council chamber. At the moment, Bronson the pilot is being questioned in the chamber itself, while Lois stares out the window at the full moon slowly moving toward the center of the heavens. Wouldn't be so bad, Miss Lane, if you didn't keep watching that moon. I can't help it, Jimmy. The minutes are slipping away. The moon is climbing higher and higher. I know, but try not to think about it. I have tried. It doesn't work. Nehru's last words keep running through my mind. Remember what he said? The moon has but an hour to reach the center of the heavens. Unless within that time you reveal the whereabouts of your friends and the manner of their escape, you... The boy and the man shall die. Oh, why repeat it? It doesn't do us any good. I'm afraid nothing can do us any good, Jimmy. Why won't they believe us? We're telling the truth. We don't know what happened to Clark and Mr. White. Oh, it doesn't make sense to me. The whole thing doesn't make sense. Mr. Kent wouldn't run out on us, and neither would Mr. White. They were gone when the guard opened the door of the dungeon. How did they get out? And where did they go? Oh, I don't know, Jimmy. I can't think anymore. Why are they keeping Bronson in that council chamber so long? He's been in there for almost half an hour. If they are going to get rid of us, why don't they do it now and get it over with? I have come to have a last word with you. Where's Bronson, the pilot? What have you done with him? The Supreme Council has decided he may be of great value. We of the Incarnation are curious concerning the winged ship that brought you to Tupangato. We would like to know more about it. The man of whom you speak will not suffer the penalty of death for the present. But we will, is that it? Unless you have reconsidered. There's nothing to reconsider. Why don't you believe us? We're telling the truth. We don't know what happened to the others. Honest, we don't, mister. We were sleeping when, when they got away. Nehru has spoken. And the council has given its consent. There is no other course. All right, then get it over with. We're ready, Jimmy and I. You have until the moon reaches its zenith. <laughs> Why wait? Won't be any different in ten minutes or ten hours or ten days. You are young and fair, and the boy is but a stripling. We of the Incarnation have no desire to take life that has scarce begun. We are peace-loving people, 
But at all costs, we must protect the civilization we have built in these mountains. In the world from which you come, there is war and pestilence and the hatred of one man for another. We do not wish to become a part of that world. Therefore, our secret must remain with us. No stranger who has set eyes on the city of the Incarnation may leave it again. Oh, then it wouldn't matter if we did know what happened in that dungeon. We're doomed one way or the other. No. Speak and the sentence of death will not be executed. You will live long among us until your years are many. You mean we won't ever be able to go back to Metropolis? That is what I mean. Oh, what about the Daily Planet? What about my mother? What about... It's all right, Jimmy. We tried hard. We did all we could to help the outside world he talks about get rid of war and pestilence and hatred. That's what you don't understand, Cooper. This road, this highway, our government isn't building it for Jimmy or for me or for any one person. It's for humanity. It's for white men and brown men, rich and poor. Why do you think we have war and hatred? Because people who are separated by thousands of miles of jungles and mountains don't know one another. This highway will join them in a bond of friendship. They won't fight, they won't hate, they won't... No, not for you. You wouldn't understand. I understand perfectly. But I am but one of five. There is nothing I can do. And why waste time? What's that? The hour has come. The moon has reached its crest. You have a final word? No. I've said everything I have to say. And that goes for me. The guards are waiting on the balcony. They will escort you to the Valley of the Shadows. You're ready. Aren't we, Jimmy? Yes. Digamano pay. Digamano pay. Surrounded by warriors of the tribe, Lois and Jimmy move slowly across the huge courtyard in the direction of the shadowed hills. At the same moment, three men in native dress are approaching the palace. So far, so good. A dozen of them have passed us by without question. There's only one thing, Mr. White. What? Their word of greeting seems to be wana. Make use of it. If they greet you, greet them. Mr. Craig's been doing it. I uh, know, but whenever one of them comes close, my false teeth begin to chatter so much I can't say boo, let alone wana. Here come two of them now. Try it. Wait for them to greet us. Wana. 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 All right. Yeah, but I, I almost swallowed my teeth. Mr. Kent. That's trouble, Craig. See that group of warriors walking towards the courtyard? must be 20. Mm, I don't mind one or two, but let's stay away from 20. Seems to be going someplace. Could it be to the tunnel? You know, my colleagues are in prison there. That's strange. What's strange? I thought I saw a flash of blonde hair. Are you losing your mind? What are you talking about? Blonde hair, like Jimmy's. Can't for heaven's sake. Stop talking in riddles. Let's get a little closer to those warriors. No, no. No, nothing doing. I'm not sticking my head in any lion's mouth. Now, come on. You said we were going to the palace. All right. I'd like to investigate that. Investigate what? Never mind. I'm probably wrong. Let's go. If Kent only knew how right he was, if he only knew that his super sight had caught the glint of Jimmy Olsen's blonde hair even in the darkness, has he missed his one chance to rescue Lois and Jimmy from the Valley of the Shadows? Don't miss the next startling episode. There's a thrill a minute. Tune in and listen with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.